Hello, how are y'all doing today? Welcome back to True Dominion Ministries. This is our 111th podcast. We have been gone for a minute, but we're back and we're back into the swing of things. And today I'm going to be coming from John first chapter verses one through five. And then I'm going to skip straight down to verse 14. And they read, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And down to verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And my topic for today is... I will use for a topic for today the deficiency of humanity. I start at the beginning because the beginning is creation. And to understand the deficiency of humanity, you must first understand what was created, how it was created and for whom it was created. So the first thing that was created was heaven and earth. And the Bible says the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. So before light came, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Up until this point, the Bible says nothing about God speaking. But in the third verse, God said, let there be light. So here we know that, that the first spoken word was let there be light. And God said that the light was good. Now, in John 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the light is where everything was spoken at. God divided the light from the darkness and called the light day in the darkness. He called night. This is the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters above from the waters below. And the firmament was called heaven. This is the second day. And God did this because he had a plan. And in order for there to be life or in order for there to be man and beast, there had to be a place for them to reside. And that place was in the middle, directly under heaven, but above the waters. Then God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together into one place and let dry land appear. And the dry land he called earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is inside of itself on the earth. This is day three. This is the progression of God. He starts with the foundation that is void and he builds upon that foundation until it looks like what he wants it to be. And it appears that things are moving rapidly at a steady pace. And it is. And people say, why is my life not like that? Why does my life not grow or move at that rate? And if God can talk to the earth and it, it and it does all these things, certainly he can talk to me and I produce the same results. But you have to understand that the earth was receptive to its creator. Humanity will learn obedience through the things that we suffer. You see, the earth was void and it was receptive to the word of God because there were no filters. But we as people are full of everything and the word has to be filtered through so many components until by the time we receive it fully it's three years later understand me when God spoke to the earth and the waters there were no obstructions 
There were no thought process, no emotions, no feelings, no flesh. There was only obedience. You see, God was talking to a void thing. So if you want to receive the word of God like the earth did, you must be void of self. You must die in order to receive in this manner. No feelings, no emotions, only obedience. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. He made the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he also gave specks of light called stars, and they were for signs and seasons for days and years. And this is the fourth day. If you ever wonder why no person is never completely dark, it's the way that creation was designed. God never made anything and called it dark. He called it darkness because there is always a source of light that rules it. Regardless of the circumstances around it, even murderers have good qualities. You see, people are defined by what they did, but what they did is not who they are. A bad decision can ruin your whole life and your image or of the way that people will perceive or who they will perceive you to be. We as humanity will throw a person away because of how they react to a situation. When in reality, if that shoe was on the same, if that same shoe was on our foot with the pressures that they were dealing with, maybe the outcome would have been the same. Let me ask you a question. Would you have acted any different? What I'm saying here is you don't know what a person is dealing with or what they are going through to say that they should have acted any other way. Not to excuse any behavior. I just want you to know there is only one judge and he says to love. I'm saying all the grace that God has given you and me. Shouldn't we have enough compassion to extend that grace to someone else? Because if you look back at it, it wasn't long ago that you told somebody off and you gave them a piece of your mind. And the truth is, it could have went a whole lot farther than it did, but God intervened, and you were receptive enough to yield to him. And these are the specks of light that dwell inside of you. If you hang out in darkness long enough, the dimmer those lights get. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmaments of the heavens. And this is when God starts to bless things, you know, if you will, he starts to bless things, but he never blessed a thing. He blessed what breathes and what has the ability to reproduce for he blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters of the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And this was the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then he said, let us make men in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. Us who? God, his spirit, his word, the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. For John first, the first John, John in the first chapter lets us know that, that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. That chapter goes on to say that the word of God became flesh and it dwelt among us, saying that Jesus came in the form of a word and dwelt among us. And, 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 and God said, let them have dominion over everything that he made, that he made, that he made on the earth, not in the heavens. He specifically says 
over the things on the earth. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God created he them, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth to do it and have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. He did not give man authority over man. Let's make this clear. He gave man authority over everything on the earth in the sea. And when when he when 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 he made male, he was spoken, he spoke to both of them. He spoke to male and female. He spoke to them at the same time and he said, Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish the earth, and have dominion together. For Ephesians 5 says, To submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God as people in general. But he tells his wives to submit to your husbands as in protocol, because he tells the husband to love his wife not only as Christ loved the church, but and he gave himself for. But he said, love your wives as you love your own body that you might sanctify, that you might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word of God, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, mm. not having spot or wrinkle. And this was the sixth day on the seventh day. God rested and God blessed it and he sanctified it because he rested. It wasn't until after his rest. That he formed man from the dust of the earth. The first week God spoke everything into existence. But after he had rested from all his speaking. He put his hands in the dirt. And formed man from the dust of the earth. You see he is the potter. The master at his art of creation. And when you look at the, when you look at the components of man. The same elements of the earth are the same elephants that embodies the DNA makeup of mankind. The earth is made up of 70% water, 30% earth. Mankind is also the same. And they both carry the same minerals. And when you become deficient of those earthly components, you have problems. For instance, when your iron is low, you are weak and you feel depleted, fatigued, and you are in need of a transfusion. This is the great mystery of creation. When God created everything, it was created by spirit in the absence of darkness. So when we as humans are void of the light God that God created us in, we are full of darkness. But you are not completely dark because you still carry the component of the image of God. You see, in the fall of man, though God said the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But we see that when 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 man ate from the tree that they did not die and Adam still lived physically, but spiritually he lost communication with the presence of God. For before the fall came, God came every day to walk with Adam in the cool of the day to commune with him, to talk with him, to be in relations with him. God created a being that he could be personal with. And this was not an invention that he stumbled upon. It was a person of whom God considered himself to be a mirrored image of. For God took the time to fashion the man after himself in every way. The only difference was he gave him a body that could function, fully function in this realm. But, the, but he also had the spirit that functioned in the spiritual realm. When God made man, he gave him the best of both worlds. But because he was drawn away after something that was not God, he lost the most meaningful relationship he would ever encounter. 
And this is the great deficiency of mankind. If we don't make our relationship with the Father our main priority, we will lose ourselves to the things around us. And I know when you look at it, you say he lost his relationship because of someone that God created for him. And how many times do we allow our blessings to take us out of the parameters with God? A blessing is just that. I understand it was his wife, but God gave order when he formed them. He formed Adam first and he told him to work with his hands. Then he presented Eve while he was working. The order is God, man, and children. If you ever lose sight of the order, you will find yourself deficient of the necessity of life. God spoke a thing into existence, but when he spoke, it was in the midst of light and in the presence of his word. When his word became flesh, he said, I am the light of the world. And the only way to speak a thing into existence is to speak in the parameters of light. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear him say you can command the elements to be still you can command spirits to come out but you cannot command men because God did not give us authority over men yes he did give us authority over principalities but not men at whom we are equal to the Bible says no man should think more highly of himself than he ought to because no man can make anything increase yes we can plant and we can water but increase belongs to God why because man will not get God's glory if you want power you have to get that from God. He says, I give you power to get wealth. Wealth is resources. He said, I give you favor with men and with God. He says, I will make them bless you even when they don't want to, but you must seek me for the answers to every question that we ask God when we are in him are yes and amen. We just have to be connected to the vine in order to receive the nutrients from it that we need to grow. The deficiency is the separation. The deficiency is your inability to focus. It's in your lack of seeking. And he said, if you seek, you will find. Your strength is in your relationship. Your peace is in the secret place. Your power is a result of your consistency with him. Your cup would never run over if God never anoints your head. And anointing is a result of giving. The Bible says it better it's better to give than to receive. Giving is a principle. Giving it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall, shall God cause men to give to you. This is not a coincidence. God is not doing things on a whim. Some things you will receive because of grace. Some things you won't go through because of mercy. God is sovereign and he can do whatever he wants to do, but he will not give power to a person to abuse it and to take him to take his power to himself and be puffed up in the such. You have to understand God and his desire to take away the deficiency of man. So he gave his only begotten son so that not only whoever believes in him should have everlasting life, but so that we may also become children as well. For the creation is eagerly awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because they possess a power that was shown through Christ to set the captives free, to open blinded eyes, to cause the lame to walk. We are at the cusp of the dawning of the power in the book of Acts kind of way. There just has to be vessels holding the oil that are willing to pour. The kingdom of God is coming in power and demonstration. If you understand that the earth is travailing in birth pains, you understand that... <clears throat> What's being birthed into the earth is not something the carnal mind can understand. 
and not anyone can carry. You must be graced for this thing or else it will overtake you. People of God, hear the word of the Lord. The kingdom is coming with power. No mediocre mindsets will be able to fathom what God is doing in this season. It's not to seem deep, but those that dive deep will be graced for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's the place where all deficiencies are corrected. The place where the Holy Ghost is the leader. The place God has center stage and personality takes the back seat. For God is doing a new thing and his new thing will not be contaminated by old wills. God is showing himself mighty in this season. He is removing all the strongholds, breaking the chains, destroying every yoke of bondage so that we may walk in his excellent spirit. The question is, are you ready for it? If you are, it takes dying to yourself. The Bible says it like this. Whosoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. If you want to receive the word of God like the earth did in the beginning, you must be as the earth was in the beginning, void of any obstructions. It's the process of dying to the things of the flesh. Death produces results. It's where, the, it's where you trade your will for his will. For the son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels. And then he will reward each According to his works. No, no, no. We are not justified by works, but by faith for faith and works go hand in hand because faith without works is dead. Let me tell you something. When God spoke to the earth, it was void. But after he spoke, it was full of all the things that pertain to life and that are necessary for growth. Maturity takes time. It takes trials and error. It, it takes being led by the spirit. The Bible says the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But faith is not seen. It is the measure of perception that God has given to each man. But if we are going to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory, then we must stretch for it. Forgetting those things which are behind us and pressing forward to the mark of the high calling, which is yet ahead of us. And though we cannot see them. God could not see land. He could not see light, but he looked inside of himself and he said, I am sufficient for all things. He is sufficient for all things. And as he spoke, it became. And as we speak, it will become, but not by might or by power, but only by the spirit that was at creation when the things were spoken. We have a job to do. And it starts with the relationship first. We can't get anywhere without a relationship. God doesn't owe us anything, but because he loves us, he is willing to give us everything. Don't let this moment pass you by. Let God do the work so that you can walk into things that he predestined you to walk in. You are the person he wants to use, not someone else, but you have to take the limitations off of God and let him be, let him have free course in your life. No one can do that but you. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. And to him who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit with me in my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Jesus is saying, you are heir with me. And because you died as I did and because you overcame the concerns of men and the cares of this world, I will grant to you the same opportunity that was given to me, a position in the throne. You can sit with me as I sit with the father because you are one with me as I am one with the father. Jesus bridged that gap. He came that we may 
may all receive the opportunity to walk with God and be personable with him. Even as Jesus is, he came to eliminate the deficiency of men that we may have that relationship with the father. And if we don't have that relationship, it's not because we were not granted access. It's because we refused the access that was granted to us. There is nothing that you can do or have done that God hasn't already forgiven. For he says if you would ask for forgiveness, then he would be just to forgive. The only stipulation is that you cannot receive the Holy Spirit, walk with the Holy Spirit, then deny the Holy Spirit even exists. God is saying you can deny me and the Son for we of existence, but once you taste the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and though you may backslide, and though you may go back into the world, you can never deny that He is true. God is saying the encounter that you give, the, the encounter that you have with Him will solidify the deal. The encounter that you have with him will call you higher. The encounter that you have with him, if you don't sustain that encounter, then you will walk away. He's calling all to repentance. But most of all, he's calling us to be available for that encounter. Available for that encounter that he wants to give us. Because once we encounter God, everything else will become second in life. Because at the point of encounter, every void is filled and every deficiency is regulated. Paul says it like this. There is a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffer me. Father, I asked you three times to remove it from me, but your answer remains the same. Your grace is sufficient for me, for your power is made perfect in my weakness. God is saying, whatever you are going through, I am enough. It doesn't matter what it looks like or what happened. I am enough. Even though you can't see a way out, I am the door. Though the wilderness is upon you, I will make a way. Even though it seems drought is in your land, I will make rivers in that desert place. And though famine is in the land, I am able to provide, able to restore, able to rebuild that which appears to be absent, that which appears to be dull, that which appears to be dead. God is saying, I am the great regulator if you would let me be. I am the filler of all things. He's saying, when I speak, it happens. All that the earth and the waters of men, <clears throat> or men need from me is a word. And that word is able to do, produce, produce whatever I desire it to. Is there anything too hard for God? No, it's not. He is the source. He can do anything. The power is not in what we can do, but it's in what Jesus already did on the cross. I want you to understand this, that God has already made the way. All we have to do is to walk in that way. And he will do the rest. Y'all have a blessed day.